Microchips in your brain for controlling devices via telepathy is not science fiction anymore. It's Wednesday, January 31st, 2024, and this is episode 96 of Yay Space The Tech Review. This is the place where you get the most important news from innovation, technology, and social media. I'm Tarek Madadimamluk, and virtually by my side is my chief telepathy officer, Vincent Irmler. How are you today, Vincent? I'm great, thank you. I, I just got a promotion, obviously. Uh, chief telepathy, telepathy, you know what I mean. Yeah, telepathy um, <laughs> officer. It, it, it's a great title. It's a great title. No, actually, I'm excited. I'm great. I'm, I'm really excited to be here uh, because of the crazy news that we just got today. I mean, it was a funny right. coincidence. We wanted to talk about something else, but this obviously can't wait. Can't wait. It's breaking yeah. news. And believe it or not, but I actually practiced the word telepathy before this episode because it telepathy. sounds so great. And it is the name of the latest product from the Elon Musk universe, <laughs> telepathy. And we are actually talking about telepathy. I love it so much. Really, this is one of the most uh, exciting things that I love about this podcast, that we are talking about microchips in your brain and intelligent robots and telepathy and space colonization, Mars colonization, all of these things. And it's, it's so amazing to be alive today. <laughs> Absolutely. It's extremely exciting. Uh, to to see what's happening currently with Elon Musk and Neuralink, um, right. I, I would love to hear from you. I think for everyone it would be interesting if we could give a short rundown of what's what's happening today. But before that, before you know, completely considering it all, I would just like to know, Tarek, would you install such a device in your head? That is such a that that is such a good question. I want to, but. I would hate to start doing like unnecessary brain surgery uh, if it's not medically uh, medically needed. So if if I have like serious medical uh, problems that could be solved by brain surgery, I would do it immediately. But right. with a healthy brain, I'm not sure if I actually want to go through brain surgery for. I don't know, controlling my smartphone via <laughs> brainwaves. <laughs> All right, but yeah. b before before yeah. we go into too much uh, details, let's let's uh, take a look at uh, what we are talking about today. And now this. So the BBC is reporting about the first Neuralink implant in a human brain, and this is what you need to know. Elon Musk's Neuralink has reportedly implanted a wireless brain chip in human showing promising results in brain activity with the patient recovering well. Neuralink's objective is to connect human brains to computers, potentially aiding in treating complex neurological conditions. The technology is still in experimental stages, with other companies also achieving similar advancements in brain-computer interface technology. But despite the potential of Neuralink's technology, there is a lack of independent verification of Musk's claim and concerns regarding past animal testing practices at Neuralink. And so on the one hand, this news is uh, dominating everything right now. And that's why we jumped onto this train to talk about Neuralink today. We had today. to. We had to. But, but of course, it is a lot of marketing. And everything was triggered by Elon Musk uh, announcing that they have successfully implemented uh, the, the first surgical insertion 
of a Neuralink implant into a human brain, which is big news, but it is not really unique. There are other brain implants already existing where humans got those um, and actually lived. <laughs> but still, yeah. it's, it's Elon Musk, and so it's, of course, newsworthy. I, I think it's a bit different to what we've seen before. I mean, there are many kind of... I think there are a lot of companies out there looking at this, specifically startup. I think this this kind of combination is something that I think a lot of people are looking at because it's a very exciting place. And also, I think it's part of the sci-fi universe that we always think of. I mean, uh, it doesn't have to be as crazy as this Netflix series, Altered Carbon or anything like that. But there are a lot of, I think, a lot of start startups out there looking at this. But I think the special thing about Musk's startup Neuralink is that, um, or company Neuralink, is that they... Um, specifically aim for a control of the mobile device. And I think that's really interesting. Obviously, the aim is higher. They want to, I think they say on the website, the first patients are going to be the ones that are currently paralyzed in some way. And I think when you look at the website, also the patients or the recruitment for patients basically is people who can't use their legs and arms, not either, but they can't it's important that they can't use any of those. And so I think that, therefore, uh, their aim is really high. And, um, yeah, the, I mean, the design of the product is very interesting. Uh, specifically, I checked, again, on their website earlier today, uh, I checked and typed, do you know how to charge? Because this has to be charged. Do you know that this device has to be charged? Question number one, yes. do you know that? Do you sure. know how it is going to be charged? Yes, I don't have technical details, but I also read about that. And this is, of course, very important that you don't have a plug in your head to charge the batteries. Uh, and this is, yeah, it's, it's not really new technology because we already have something like wireless charging on our phones. And in this case, this is exactly how the device is charged by a wireless charging device. Even though I'm not sure, uh, I, I did not read how often you have to charge this, if, if this it's is unclear. something that you have to do. No, it's undisclosed. Okay, I think it is okay. safe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's yeah. not produced in series uh, yet, and so yeah. of course it's it's not that important. But uh, right. you, you just mentioned uh, very very interestingly these two cases that we have. Right, the one is the medical necessity where people who have damages in their brain or body, for example, they can't move their limbs, might be able to use this microchip in the future to control their limbs and start. Uh, doing things that they are not able to do today. This is a big medical breakthrough or could be a big med medical breakthrough. And the other aspect that is uh, quite interesting is where Elon Musk was announcing that you can use um, this microchip for controlling your uh, mobile device, for example. And this is, of course, something that's not a medical necessity, <laughs> but it's it's very interesting, uh, especially for people um, who, I mean, it's, again, the same use case, people who are not able to use a keyboard, for example, to use a computer with their brains. But in the long run, if you assume that at a certain point of time, let's say babies get these brain implants uh, and they grow up with this, uh, it might create a completely new way of controlling um, your environment. You can, let's brainstorm a little bit, unlock your car <laughs> with, with your brain, for example. Like, uh, unlock your phone, right? no face ID, unlock, no yeah. touch ID, anything. <laughs> yeah, you can. I mean, this would be a really basic case, hmm. but you're right, you could, yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, think about security detail. Think about people who are working at an extremely disclosed environment, undisclosed environment, something like 
I don't know, top agents, top politi politicians, military, science, these kind of people. I mean, I don't know, Apple design staff, these kind of people who work in the, in the highest confined space. I mean, now what you could do, obviously, you could put these things inside your brain to unlock these doors. And I mean, this is just the beginning. Uh, basically, I mean, um, so the device works in a way that you envision what you want to do, and then the, the brain waves that are connected to this device will let it know. So in the intro, I think we already spoke about this briefly, the intro of this new device, they show how you can envision the cursor to go up and down. And this is also how you will envision to move your arms and legs, and this is how you're going to be able to move. So a lot happens with um, imagining this. So now, obviously, a lot of things you can imagine uh, can happen, right? So a lot of in-between interfaces probably in the end will will be not relevant anymore. I'm thinking about, say you want to go to a website, right? Say you want to go to YouTube or Wikipedia or whatever. I mean, now, currently, what we have done is we translated the, 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 the cognitive uh, desire of going to YouTube over to our fingers, then to our typeface, whatever it is, and then later, and, you know, and then we type, and then on the other hand, there's a computer, which its own interface, which will show you, I don't know, a keyboard, because this is the way you can input into the keyboard. And now all of, all of these things will go away. So if someone like, say, a child grows up with this, and it thinks, I want to see the new video of whatever, right? Um, and this is com connected well to the YouTube app or computer or whatever. It will just open up the video. It will just open up the video or the search or whatever because all of those interface translation steps that are not necessary anymore, they're going to go away. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. And um, I mean, th this, is, this is super interesting because it's not really a complex thing where you have to think about several steps of doing something. Um, we already have this with chatbots, for example. Your, your input is text and the AI is deducting your intent. And I could imagine that uh, an interface chip like this would work in a similar way. It takes up, uh, it picks up your brain patterns and it identifies a certain intent, for example, opening a web browser or something, and then it can do the necessary steps on your device to actually do this. Not by thinking, move the, the mouse to the left, move the mouse to the right, do a double click or something, but actually the intent, and then it executes a macro for whatever you need. So there, there, there will be probably a, a lot of uh, mixture between AI and implementation and, of oh, yeah. course, this neurological um, interface. But before we go more into the cyberpunk era, because I also have so many ideas of what, what we are going to <laughs> see in, with this technology at the, in the next years, um, I, I wanted to mention another company that was doing a similar research that right now basically nobody is talking about, which is um, the... EPFL in Switzerland, and this is only half a year ago, uh, it was in May 2023, and they enabled a paralyzed man to walk using uh, his brain and spine implants. So they already had something like this, uh, like a brain implant and implants um, in the legs, where someone who was not able to walk was able to walk again. So we, we already have seen this. It's, it's not a completely new thing, but um, the BBC is writing it's a very, very small club, <laughs> a very small club of, of companies who successfully implanted these, um, these devices. 
and see actual pro process um, on human beings. Yeah, and so on the one hand, uh, kudos to Elon Musk for this uh, probable success uh, in implementing this on a human being, but it is not the first impl uh, implant that we have seen. And I think the first implants were already 20 years ago, even though they were not as powerful as we uh, see these devices today. And one question uh, that I have to you, uh, Vincent, is about the ethics uh, behind this, this research. Uh, because I, I was already mentioning this in the summary of this article, there are concerns uh, regarding um, animal testing at, mm. uh, at Neuralink, because yeah. we are celebrating right now that it works on a human, but to go to this place, uh, to, to reach this achievement, um, the, the article says there were approximately the death of approximately 1,500 animals, including yeah. sheep and monkeys and pigs. Yeah. And if you tell this to, to someone, it sounds very, very gruesome, but the reality of drug testing or new technologies is that things are tested on, on animals before they are tested on humans because of obvious reasons. What do you think about this? I mean, it's difficult. And I think, first of all, you have to say that obviously no, no kind of, no, no animal and also no human should be harmed in the process of research. Um, I'm thinking that, so Neuralink started with pigs and then they went over to apes at some point. Um, and then I, I, yeah, apparently also sheeps. I, I only knew about pigs and um, monkeys. Um, and most of the things they did with them, uh, were quite basic in terms of not really difficult for the animals to perform, but I think a lot of animals will suffer in surgery, I would argue. Uh, I know that they, the, the classic test, I think Neuralink went, uh, went viral a couple of years ago with this, I don't know, it was an, uh, a pig or it was a monkey playing a video game yeah um i think we all saw we all saw yeah, that yeah. and it was um, a monkey yeah it's a monkey right and so i think this is the kind of stuff they did with them but obviously to to do this with them they had to implement those things and i think this is where a lot of yeah. those animals died um well this is a difficult one to answer i think in the end um I think there's no other way currently, no better way to test this with AI. Hopefully soon there's going to be a better way um, because AI will help us with that. But I think that um, up until this point, this is the best they were able to do as far as I understand the matter. And I think therefore, uh, unfortunately, but necessary is maybe the term we have to use here. Yeah, yeah. And ethically, there is another aspect, um, and now we are entering the cyberpunk discussion. Please bring it on, Tarek. <laughs> cyberpunk only from now on. Because so far, everything that we are discussing is a one-directional um, flow of information. The, con the brain is controlling the microchip, and the microchip is controlling my legs or my phone, my phone or whatever. whatever, my TV. But in theory, one could uh, imagine that in the future it will be bidirectional. So there will also be information putting, uh, sending back uh, signals into my brain. If I just think about my phone, if I get like a call or a message or something, it might be something where I can then feel 
like um, something is happening on my phone without hearing it or without feeling the vibration. For example, it's just like one simple yeah. use case. Yeah. But also like like um, other things where um, I can read the news, for example, by thinking about, I don't know, the New York Times. And then the microchip is connecting to my phone. My phone is uh, opening the New York Times and uh, I can download this article into my brain. I don't know how this will work if I can access uh, the information directly or if I hear a voice in my head <laughs> reading yeah, the news. Tarek, I, I think know. it's very clear. I think you have an SSD in your head. Uh, depending <laughs> on the price you pay, it's 128 gigs or 200, uh, 256. Um, and every once in a time you have to update it. <laughs> I mean, we have seen The Matrix as a movie, right? Uh, I, I love it to see like uh, predictions for the future from um, movies. But in The Matrix, um, they have this plug at the back of their right. head. They can literally download information where they say, I need to learn how to operate a helicopter. And then they download, download the, the operation manual to the uh, helicopter within seconds. And then this person knows how to operate a, a, a helicopter. Uh, obviously, the brain does not work as simple as a, a hard disk where you can download something and then you know how to use it. But we are at, in the beginning of this new technology. And so the question would be, is this uh, microchip able in the future to actually teach something to the brain? I don't know how. <laughs> I mean, I mean, now, just as you said, we're entering this, this cyberpunk part of the discussion. And I think uh, it's interesting that specifically interesting that Elon Musk came now with this product. I mean, we knew we, we did know that they are working on this and this is an Elon Musk company but I know I think everyone I think that so Elon Musk has XAI right this AI that you can currently test with uh, X premium plus which I'm too cheap to have but I really would like <laughs> to test it but that's a different thing um, and I think this currently is it's very interesting because their data from Tesla and data from X is going into to, to train this model which makes the model two sources that are talking about it it makes this model extremely powerful and it makes the model learn extremely fast now that since elon musk is keeping all his companies so connected to each other i think neuralink will be not spared from this will not be spared from this so that means that to this ai it, it will go two ways just as you said i think that xai will find its way into neuralink and also, I think data from Neuralink will go to XAI. So this answering, answers both of your points or, you know, is a return on both of your points. First of all, I think that AI will definitely be part of it because AI will understand probably specific signals of the brain better and faster because it has this learning data, which means that in the end it will, I don't know, predict what a user will want to do. And then on the other hand, I think this data then can be trained also to understand how, I don't know, emotions are connected to posts or to specific feelings. I don't know how this translates into a product. I, I can see that probably your Tesla will tell you something like, you're, you, you're too mad to drive. You should be calm down. You know what? <laughs> calm down, come back, and we'll talk. Something like that. Mother White will tell you. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. you know, but seriously, I think that this is the way AI will work. And for that, I think Elon Musk is the best, like, is the best in doing so because he deliberately keeps all of his companies together. I mean, not only because he's CEO of all his companies, but also because um, this is how he operates. So I think that 
I think that AI and this thing will be intertwined uh, without, I don't know, question. Without question. Yeah. I'm still waiting for the day. I'm still waiting for the day when we learn that Elon Musk is in reality like a Bond villain, <laughs> like this genius uh, who has like his own colony already on Mars and uh, building moon lasers to destroy his enemies and implanting brain chips into uh, all of us to control humanity or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> who knows? But, but but I think there will be a line. Um, where we are not only talking about medical applications of these microchips, but actually modifying human nature. Because right. the moment that we give control uh, to our brain, like right access to our brains, this will be a line where I could imagine that humanity is going to fight against. Because um, the, the moment the machine is, is starting to control your mood, for example, or your behavior or your knowledge, it opens up a completely new world of misuse. Yeah. And this is right now, of course, completely hypothetical and completely like an ethical discussion. But we know how fast this development is going. And right now I'm thinking about uh, I have depression. And so I'm starting like a, like a routine, a program that cures my depression. It makes me happy. Sounds great, right? But am I still myself if I can just like run an application and suddenly I'm happy? Am I then still myself? Or is the computer then uh, doing whatever uh, my, my consciousness uh, want? Or if I want to forget something, right? Right now it's really hard to delete something from my brain without like destroying my brain. But it might be in the future that I can just override bad memories. But then again, would it be possible for someone to misuse this by intentionally modify my sure. memories, right? To yeah. uh, to hide something or to manipulate me into doing something. I mean, like... Can I sounds... get your memories? Can you give me your memories? Right, right, right. Or you download my memories, right. for example. Yeah. yeah. How, I, and of course... You could use your memories yeah. in court. You know, I, did say, I didn't say that. Well, let's look it up, you know. <laughs> right. But I think we have proof, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and no, for everyone no, no. who's this witness, right now. This witness downloaded its... Uh, we have the witness download, or we have the victims. <laughs> oh, my God, it's a murder crime. Yeah. We have the right, victims' right. memories on there. Okay, we're at exactly. Altered Carbon now. This is exactly yeah, the yeah. show. This is literally the show. <laughs> Just to right. avoid any misunderstandings who's, uh, for, for everyone who's watching or listening to us right now, this is speculation, right? This is not like the all feature of list of new They didn't announce all of it, no. <laughs> this this is just a wish list. Yeah, that's, right. that's the, the nerd sender wish list. <laughs> no, but seriously, I mean, it, it sounds absolutely right. like a science fiction movie script. Um, but we are so close uh, to actually seeing these things. And even though I, I'm, I'm um, saying it is science fiction and it's not real, but there are for years these studies um, where we already learned how to manipulate the brain with magnetic fields right. or, or, and these things. And maybe you know these experiments where they have cockroaches and they put a device onto the cockroach and they are able to um, to control the movement of the cockroach. Yep. They can walk left and right and these things by you could external also do that modification. With your brain. You could also so, do that with you. You also could do that with a Neuralink chip. Imagine yeah, this I mean, chip is, con is, is controlling these things because it, it is yeah. connected to your phone, obviously. But this is what I'm saying. For human beings, right. it's speculation and science fiction right it. now. Yeah, yeah. But the reality is that it is absolutely possible to do that. 
and we already have seen this with like insects or these uh, small experiments and uh, for for human beings it's it's not there yet but it is not so far away that we should not talk about this i yeah? i think the key here again is ai i think that you know for years there has been have been those studies i 100%. I think the big game changer here is, yes, we have this technology now, but this is just one upgrade from a previous version or two upgrades from the Swiss company, you know, what, whatever. I think the huge key here is that now we have a not conscious, but definitely not intelligent in a way we're intelligent, but we definitely have this, this very new way of training, understanding, and developing data. And I think this will increase and increase and increase the speed. Um, and this is why I'm thinking that this is the very first time I would agree, this is the very first time now that we actually can talk about that we're going to see this very soon because this will increase in speed so much and double and triple and quadruple, whatever, until we're there. And then yeah. beyond because there's always new data. There's always more data. Yeah. And one thing where I am very, very sure that we are going to see this is uh, voluntary cyborgs. <laughs> yeah. I just came up with this with this uh, name, voluntary cyborgs. But I saw when Tesla started uh, producing these uh, smart controls for their cars, where you can um, like uh, boot the car and remote control your car and everything. And I, I saw a YouTube video uh, of a woman who was implementing the um, the Tesla chip into her hand so that she can like use her hand to unlock the car. It was, of course, not her hand that was unlocking the car, but she had the microchip in her hand. So she and it was not a doctor doing that. It was like, uh, I don't know, <laughs> someone who's giving you like piercings, uh, putting this okay. uh, thing under her skin. And this was something like becoming a cyborg. You are implanting voluntarily uh, technology into your uh, body for fun or for... Yeah. voluntary purposes that are not medical, right? And so, of course, I, I, right now I'm not talking about um, these medical use cases for I want to walk again because um, I lost um, functionality of my legs. But people who might intentionally want to alter the brain, for example, yeah. either becoming more, uh, like, smarter, um, having, having more information like the, at, your, at your fingertip, sure. Li yeah. Like these things... Or literally for um, I am depressive and I do not want to be myself again. I want to modify my brain so that I can live a happy whatever life a without depression, yeah. always being happy, can just like control my hormones yeah. or these things. Um, yeah, and, and I can totally imagine that there will be a community of people, like a religion, people who believe that the machine, human-machine um, hybrids are... Um, more happy are like the better better humans and intentionally uh, throwing themselves into there even though we all know it is a dangerous field and ethically very very uh, in a gray area right but we we know how humans are there will be those humans who will embrace this immediately no matter uh, the risks I, I i also think that we have too many too many examples for not seeing this. I mean, there there are those really crazy cyberpunk examples. I don't know when you're playing a computer game and you have those people who are enhanced in strength and these kind of things. Um, this is one thing, um, but I think also 
much easier things. Just like you said, controlling your hormones, which is actually in the end a biochemical reaction. So the right impulses in your brain probably will trigger more dopamine or whatever. And right. or less, I don't know, whatever, whatever you want, right? So I think that also Apple TV Plus, look at Severance, look at the show Severance. Yeah. I think the very clear example for what you could do. So people who hate their job or people who just are doing doing very simple jobs, very jobs that are maybe not probably not that exciting, but have to be done very repetitive jobs that you can't automate. For example, these kind of things, you could totally play with your brain. To, to do so. So I think, yeah. So the, the, the last question I have for you, Tarek, is basically, um, let's come back to ethics for one moment. Yeah. And sure, animal tests and these kind of things, difficult, but um, ethically altering such an important piece of your body. I mean, you're wearing glasses. Uh, there are a lot of people out there who probably lo lost a leg or an arm so much more much more traumatic than have to wear glasses, but still in the end, they probably have some kind of an uh, replacement leg, like titanium leg or something like that. Um, these are on the outside. These are, let's call them small to medium additions to a malfunctioning of your body. So now here, right now we're talking about malfunctioning things like your, your spine is not working as it's supposed to be. Um, in that there, I could see the same argument that you're changing the functions. But when we talk about improvements, is this ethical or not? Yeah, it, it's a gray area. It's so hard to say because where where do you draw the line? I want to repair the functionality of my legs. That, that's not unethical. Even though one a hardliner could argue that sure. it's like, your god-given state of body and so it's not our right. right to modify your brain so that you can use your legs again or something but you can use this argument for any kind of medicine any kind of drug any kind of um, surgery because all of that is manual uh, change of of your body for the better of course yeah and but I improving think... back to normal you're not going over the 100 if if a if a yeah. human being that is no no but, but i think this is the way like dividing it you're you're perfectly healthy your average so this is 100 and when you're for example having i don't know you're short-sighted and therefore you're wearing glasses to you know correct this you're just correcting back to 100 yeah i but, think the gray area starts with 101 but but even even this is also already like an argument that that you hear people uh are sure. saying because you have mormons i'm i'm losing my hair and i don't have 100 vision are those defects or is this natural, right? And if I then modify my body with gene therapy or brain implants so that I get more hair on my head or uh, we define for the future, we can surgically um, implant microchips into our eyes to increase sight to 150% or other field of, of science, uh, gene therapy. We, we eradicate genetic um, uh defects and yeah. we make sure that the new normal is 150% sight um is this already like a like an illegal or unethical modification or is this then the, the new normal and with these brain implants it, it will be the same thing if we see we can eradicate cancer by 
I don't know, having this brain implant, uh, forcing the brain to emit some hormones that are killing cancer cells or something. This would be unnatural, but even it would be an improvement, right? <laughs> so uh, would this be uh, creating like the normal state of not having cancer or would this be an unethical modification on uh, an infant's body because every infant is getting this microchip into their brain? We, as, as a child, we, we get, as children, we get um, vaccines, right? We, we get vac vaccines, right? <laughs> yeah, we're being as, vaccinated, children, sure. We, yeah. we get vaccinated, right? This is a modification of our body as children. We don't have, con we don't get the consent of the children, but it is to prevent, um, to prevent diseases, right? And so it is a, a good thing. And so for the future, in 100 years from now, it might happen that uh, every child gets this brain implant because the brain implant can um, can Again. can save the child for from certain uh, diseases or improve like uh, their their uh, life. I don't know and with the brain implant. Maybe you get like uh, you you become two hundred years old or something. And here we're entering, I think, cyberpunk again, because obviously vaccinations that a chip in your brain can prevent can be a lot of things um, physically, like, I don't know, cancer probably, I don't know, something like that, or dementia, maybe that also the thing. Um, but also these kind of diseases can also be cognitive in a way that maybe, I don't know, suddenly you start to, I don't know, you prevent racism by those chips. <laughs> no, but I mean, think about it. If if yes. you could, if you could, I don't know, identify a specific stream, electric stream in your in your brain that is always being sent when you have some kind of weird, I don't know, whatever way you think about. It, it doesn't have to be racism; it can be something else. I mean, if you identify that and you block this, so you just can't think that. Then, obviously, we're entering cyberpunk danger. Because who knows what's happening next? But this is all speculation. Yeah, yeah. Now, now we are entering like a complete hypothetical uh, discussion Entirely. and technical discussion. Right. Um, right, right. And and this is, yeah, amazing. I would love to keep co uh, discussing this. Um, but also, I want to hear from all of our listeners and uh, watchers what they are thinking about this. Because... I'm sure there are a hundred different opinions about this, uh, the risks and the chances that we have with this new technology, even though it is still in version one. Uh, please, please let us know in the comments. And I would love to keep this discussion going there um, and to see what you are thinking. And uh, so for now, we are celebrating, kind of, <laughs> that uh, Neuralink is We're now yeah. in, in this club <laughs> of actual uh, human trials. Uh, and we see what uh, crazy things come next from Elon Musk. So, uh, <laughs> thanks for listening to Yayspace. If this was actually valuable for you, you should subscribe to us so that you never miss an episode because we bring out a lot of crazy stories during the week. Until next time, stay awesome.